The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome, everybody, to a fun little experiment. This is Um Actually. Um, if you've never seen Um Actually, which this is based on, I'm going to give a little bit of a shout out to you credit wise so they don't sue me for copyright violation. Uh, it is a show for nerds on nerdy pop culture topics like Star Wars, Star Trek, Simpsons, Harry Potter, anything else you could think of. The point being that um, uh, we were going to read out some statements here, and it is going to be the job of my contestants here to correct one factual inaccuracy within each statement uh, preceded by um factually uh that is a great show it's it was started by the guys who did college humor uh i think not they're not called the dropout network and uh, that's what we're doing here so um shout out to them uh, it is a, uh, a fantastically funny thing if you just need a light 20 minutes to kill i highly recommend putting it on uh, but we're doing not that we're doing um factually because uh, sports has their own nerds, and uh, we are some of them. So, uh, joining me to play the inaugural match of Unpactually, uh, first uh, we have Andy Herman, who everybody knows and loves. Um, and thank you so much for being here, Andy, the the Packaday founder, owner, and you know podcast master. Uh, we have uh, Paul Brettel uh, of uh, Packer Wire. Is it? Do I get that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Packer Wire, where he writes like with Zach Cruz and. Uh, is a fantastic analyst, writer, scout, everything uh, that I am not in doing football. Uh, and uh, from my home site, Acme Packing Company, managing editor, Justice Mosqueda. Justice, thank you for being here as well. Always. Justice, yeah, of course, does, um, Justice does pretty much all the podcasts on Acme Packing Company, except for mine. <laughs> <laughs> and you can check him out on all those with Tex and with many other people. So, um, all right. So, you guys, I, I explained the rules. You're going to see a statement up here. I'm going to read it for the benefit of those just on audio. Uh, you don't have to wait for me to finish. As soon as you spot something that you think is wrong, feel free to jump in, and uh, we'll we'll go that. there. I'll kind of let you know the order of the buzzing, and you can go from there. So let's kick this thing off. In 1998, running backs Edgar Bennett and Ramon Harris basically switched places with Bennett defecting to the Bears, while Harris, known to the Chicago faithful as the Omniback, came to Green Bay. Bennett outgained Harris 611 to 228 yards on the ground for their respective teams. Nobody. I'm scared. I'm scared to be wrong. Recollection of Raymond Harris whatsoever. Really? Oh, well, uh, so um, I will. I will give. Yeah, minor clues aren't going to help you on this one. Somebody's going to have to guess. But uh, 
um, actually, he was not known as the Omniback. Andy, that is correct. And since I know that Paul and, and uh, Justice don't know what he is called, or they would have buzzed in, uh, you're going to get the point there. Uh, well done. Um, and uh, so he was known as the Ultraback, um, which, here you go. Um, and he's always bothered me as a player because they, this actually happened. He was a Packer. Uh, they tried to use him in the passing game, and he was kind of washed by that point. But um, Edgar Bennett, didn't have a fun nickname at all or anything like that. And he was way more versatile than Raymond Harris was. He had far more catches. He was much better on a per-catch basis. And uh, I've always chucked this up to you. The Bears just don't have any good receivers or pass catchers. And so even a medium one looks a lot better than you'd think. But uh, I have to. Was that the only thing incorrect in that entire statement? That's it. There's only one. So you only got to pick oh, one wow. thing. Yep. Um, I'm, then I'm totally shocked I got that right. I just took a stab figuring that. <laughs> There might be multiple things. All right. All I'll right. take so, it. Uh, New but that's, that, this is a good example of how this is supposed to work. You picked up the one thing. and it won't, That one I thought was not, obvious is not the right word, but let's move on to the next one. Except now. There we go. Um, of running backs with at least 5,000 career yards, the Packers' Aaron Jones ranks fourth all-time in yards per carry with 5.1 and leads all active backs with 5,000 career yards in that statistic. Every retired player in the top five is in the Hall of Fame, except for the leader, Jamal Charles. Uh, Justice, is that you? Oh, I, I can't buzz. I can't yeah. buzz. Oh, no. Okay, we'll go Justice then Andy. I got it. Uh, My screen is now um, too busy for this. All right. Um, actually, yep. uh, the all-time leader is, or what is it? Every player in the top five, the top, the the leader in the statistic is Jim Brown. Ah, it's not Jamal Charles. That is not correct. It is Jamal Charles. He is Dang the all-time it. leader. So, I thought um, I had it. This Andy, time. you got one. Um, actually, Gus Edwards is not in the Hall of Fame. Ah, so, um, Gus Edwards is not in in the top five. Um, and he's also not in the Hall of Fame. So you're right about that. But yeah, that's not not what we're looking for. Paul, you got a guess? <laughs> I don't. Okay, that so um that's all right. We'll clear the buzzers here. Um Aaron Jones isn't the leading active player. Um Nick Chubb is actually ahead of him uh in in the 5000 plus yards category. He's the, he is the only one uh, who's active ahead of him, but he is the only one not in the Hall of Fame cuz he's still playing. Um but uh it it is Jim Brown and Barry Sanders um uh, joining them in the top 5 and I didn't write a note for the last one. But Nick Chubb is super awesome and underrated. So, it's just that Aaron's not the only active guy on the list. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's kick to the next one. We got Andy with a dominating one zero lead. All right. Um, so in the wild card game against <laughs> Seattle in two thousand four, Matt Hasselbeck may never have gotten to say we'll take the ball and we're going to score if Ryan Longwell had banged through a forty seven yarder as time expired after Javon Walker put Green Bay in field goal range. Staring at two of these things, and I don't know <laughs> which one it is, and I'm hoping someone guesses before me so I can process of elimination this one out. Paul, what do you got? Um, actually, it wasn't a 47-yarder. Uh, it was a 47-yard field goal, indeed. Uh, Justice? Um, actually, it wasn't Javon Walker. Uh, it actually was Javon Walker. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> I'm swinging at everything. All right. What did Paul say, that it wasn't a 47-yarder? Yeah, he said it wasn't a 47-yarder. This is one that's... Uh, I will say the internet tends to get wrong if anybody wants to take a second crack at it. All right. 
<laughs> um, um, hold on, hold on. Paul, if you want um, to take the ball. Um, actually, he doesn't say we'll take the ball and we're going to score. He says it's it's something besides we'll take the ball. So, Andy, I'm going to give you the point unless one of the other two can give me the exact quote. We want, we the, want ball. the ball. We want the ball. <laughs> we're going to score. Yeah, well, it is we want the ball and we want to, we're going to score. We're going to, Andy identified the wrong thing, so we'll give him the point. So uh, we got a- Andy up 2-0 uh, on it. Um, but if you Google... Um, We'll take we take the uh, we'll take the ball and we want to score. This does come up. It's like the first thing that comes up. But he did not say that. He said we want the ball and we're going to score. Um, and uh, that is that is the correct thing if you actually go and listen to it, which I do at least once a year because it's a beautiful thing. I was actually I was at that game. That game ruled. It was one of my top Packer games. Let's see. All right, moving on. Uh, the Packers have never lost a game to Chicago when Randall Cobb has scored a touchdown, going seven and zero in such contests. Cobb has scored nine times, with five of those touchdowns coming in the fourth quarter, including his longest, a 48-yard game winner on December 29th, pushing Green Bay into the playoffs. Um, actually, it was the 70-something yarder against the Bears in the comeback win in Week 1. Andy, was that is absolutely correct in very great detail. <laughs> you nailed that. Yep, um, it is a 75-yard catch and run uh, in 2018 on September 9th. That, that is the longest uh, thing. Everything else in this is true. The Packers are undefeated against the Bears when Randall Cobb catches a touchdown. <laughs> of course, you know, they're undefeated against the Bears in a lot of other scenarios, too. But, yeah, he uh, Randall Cobb did have a longer one, and that is it. Um, nicely. Do you guys done. want to play two, or do you just want me to? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to steal that point from you yes, two questions yeah, ago, but. Yeah. Not happening. <laughs> you, you, you have to wait out for that second point. All right. Uh, I, want, I, I want that on record. Yeah. I will also, I should mention a couple things here. Uh, one is w- there are a couple questions that are more than one screen. So you can still buzz in early if you want. Totally fine. But uh, so, some could not be contained on a single slide. Just deal. Yeah. All right. So uh, in week three of the 2014 season, Lions linebacker Stephen Tullock sacked Aaron Rodgers for a seven yard loss. Unfortunately, Tullock would suffer a torn ACL while mocking the belt, ending a streak of 131 consecutive games played and leading to a 19-7 Lions loss. Um, yeah. Actually, oh, uh, Paul, Paul is in first on this one. Okay. Um, actually, he did not play 131 consecutive games. He did. Uh, he had 131 consecutive games uh, played streak before he tore his ACL mocking the belt. That is correct. Justice is actually in second on this one. I don't want to just pass it to Andy, but Paul, Paul guessed mine. So, um <laughs> Um, actually, it wasn't a seven-yard loss. It was a seven-yard loss. That oh, is also correct. Oh, goodness gracious. All Andy, right. what do you got? I actually think it's probably the score, but I'm going to say that he actually tore his Achilles, not his ACL. Nope, he did tear his ACL. That's also correct. So um, th- this one is actually, um, we think of mocking the belt uh, as coming with consequences, oh, and the consequences with, uh... in this game were that he got hurt. However, the Lions actually won this game 19-7. to um, It was a disastrous game in which, um, the, the Lions scored a defensive touchdown off an Eddie Lacy fumble. They sacked him in the end zone for a safety, and then they got one long Reggie Bush, t- Bush touchdown for their 19 points, and um, Rodgers was just actually terrible on the day. So um, the Lions won the game, even though the mocking ha- happened in this game, which people often forget because I feel like that didn't happen too often. So that is that one there. A, a great Aaron Rodgers moment, but yeah, bad bad game all around. I guess it was mostly Eddie's fault. A lot of fumbling. All right. On to our first shiny question. This is a video or a visual question. 
Um, there will be, I'm going to show you a picture on the next slide. I, uh, we have altered something about the picture. Um, buzz in and tell me what was altered, and you get the point. Uh, specificity, of course, being better. I hope there's a, a sliding Mark Murphy on it somewhere. That that's Aaron that's Alice, what I was guessing. Aaron I was like, so Aaron I do, if, we, if this is good, I want to have Aaron on sometime, and I'm saving that for her. But uh, here you go. I had this poster in my room growing up. <laughs> I'm going to guess. Justice, what do you not, got? Does he not have his wand in his hand? I can't tell. So, Justice, that is correct. Um, Let's go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is, uh, so I'm going to give you the point. That's definitely it. So, he is, he has a wand in his hand and he's levitating a football um, in the actual poster. So, uh, but yep, that is it. Uh, the For the wand, audio listener, it's, I, yeah, I feel like Mikowski, the wand is, it's the Mikowski uh, poster. Love the Mikowski. I had this poster too. It's, it's an amazing poster, honestly. Duh. Don, Don Mikowski, you got to give him the look. The uh, it is one of the best mullets of all time. Uh, honestly, the mullet on which all other mullets should be based. But yeah, it's a uh, justice point, by the way, not a Paul. Oh, point. I gave that to Paul. Sorry, thank you for catching. Your heads are blocking my scoreboard. So, no, oh, oh, no. we're in no man's land. All right, that's fine. Justice one. There we go. Scores up to date. Let's go on to the next question. All right. Um. Entering week 12 of the 2008 season, the Brett Favre-led Jets were 8-3. Favre was having an outstanding season, completing over 70% of his passes for 20 scores against just 13 interceptions. He would throw nine picks over their last five games, costing New York the final playoff spot to the 11-5 Patriots. Uh, I'm actually... Uh, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Justice gotcha. Son of a beast. Wait, did I? Oh, maybe I didn't clear you. Nope. Okay, I think Andy. I, I think I hit my uh, phone to keep the light on, and it, it buzzed. <laughs> it. So I'll, I'll give it to Andy. All right, I didn't Andy, have an answer. you got it. I, I'm not confident in this one anyway, but um, actually, it was not the Patriots. That was the Matt Castle season, maybe? That is exactly correct. Uh, yeah. That is the Matt Castle season. Uh, the Patriots did not – they were not the wild card that, that year. Uh, it was the 12-4 and Colts and the 11-5 and Ravens. The Pats missed the playoffs despite going 11-5, and The, yep. the one of the only Belichick seasons to do it. So, yep, that's it. Um, and, the, like, the best record to not make the playoffs. I think it time. is, I, yeah. I was going to guess that. I was like, 2008, <laughs> Patriots. I tried to do the math. I was like, I was in eighth grade when they, they went <laughs> on that, that, you know, undefeated run. Look at the honesty the of, of, of justice saying that he wasn't the one that chimed in. <laughs> Deserves a point in and of itself. You got to like that. You got to like that. All you right. got to play honest. All we, all we got is our name, man. <laughs> we're, we're all about sportsmanship here on um, actually. That's exactly correct. It's a, it's a good natured game. All right. Let's kick to the next one. All right. Reggie White's story is well-known, and while he had more total sacks for the Eagles, he had plenty of sacks and more interceptions, interception return yards as a member of the Packers. He would cap off his Packer career by winning Defensive Player of the Year and retiring as a member of the Green and Gold. I have to clear buzzers I, here. Justice is first. Spamming it. He he retired as a Carolina Panther. So uh, that is not correct. Oh, come on. All right. <laughs> We're doing the one-day retirement thing? Okay. Uh, Andy, you're next. Now, I am not sure where to go because I was going to go Carolina Panther as well. Um, so I will tell you, this question was asked specifically so that someone would answer Justice's answer and I could tell them they were wrong. <laughs> I fell for the bait. I got I got the cheese. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to hold for now that I'm not sure. I have to think on this a little bit more. All right, Paul, do you want to take a shot? Uh, um, oh, I, actually... I, I got it. I got it. I okay. Think. 
I, I um, actually he retired as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, no, also not correct. Hmm. Paul, you um, actually he yeah. had uh more interceptions and return yards as an Eagle, not a Packer. So you went too specific there. But I'm going to give it to you because you were close. That was enough. my one. I was trying to get out. So he did have more <laughs> interceptions. So that's the th- that is the thing. He had yeah. two interceptions as a member of the Eagles. He had one as a Packer. Half point. He actually, yeah, I'm going to give it to you. Uh, he did have <laughs> he did have more return yards uh, with the Packers. His that one was bigger. But yeah, so here's the thing. Um, he did retire as a Packer. He filed retirement papers. He sat out a year. If you go to his PDF page. Uh, that season is listed as Reggie White retired. He retired as a member of the Packers. Then he did the reinstatement thing, which no one ever does, and came back and played for one more season for the Panthers, and then retired a second time. But he did retire um, and did, you know, this wasn't just like Brett threatening to retire. He actually he actually did retire. So technically retired as a member of the Packers and as a member of the Panthers because he retired twice, um, which maybe you shouldn't be able to do. But Reggie showed us that you could do a lot of things that you shouldn't be able to do. Plus, we need to get Paul on the board here. So now, uh, Andy with a four to one to one lead, and uh, let's go to our next question. One of my favorite topics: Curly Lambeau made the first recorded fair catch kick in NFL history in 1921. The second ever attempt was missed by Green Bay's George Abramson, but after Abramson, no Packer attempted the feat again until Mason Crosby's 69-yard miss in 2008. And I may have forgotten to clear buzzers. So, uh, Paul, were you? Who is whacking their phone there? No, nobody. Okay. No, nobody. Okay. Ooh. I'm trying to um, think of actually. Oh, do I have it? Uh, yeah, Go Andy, you're in. This is really out there, and I don't think it's right. I'm um, actually Craig Hendrick had an attempt in the middle of that. So, um, that is true, but it wasn't for the Packers, <laughs> and not what we're going for here. There is another pack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hendrick was on the Titans when that happened. By the way. Uh, he was the closest to making one. It was like a 64-yarder. Anybody else want to take a shot? Uh, Paul, I mean, what do you got? Um, actually, it was not a 69-yard attempt. Ah, that is also not correct. It was a 69-yard attempt. Longwell? Did Longwell do it at Not Longwell. So, <laughs> That's all I had. Uh, this is what I feel like uh, should be more well-known. So um, Paul Horning, in 1964, made the longest fair catch kick in NFL history as a member of the Packers, a 52-yarder. That is... Uh, people always try from 70, but that's the longest that's actually ever been made by anybody in the league. So um, Hording made one after the first two, um, and there have there has not been a successful fair catch kick since 1976 at this point. So Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's such a weird, 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 weird play, man. It is absolutely bizarre. I love it so much. Uh, I so love it too. The Hendrick it's one does jump to mind whenever yeah. I think about this. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember watching it happen. Um, but that was as a member of the Titans or Oilers or whatever they were called at the time. So I don't know how I don't know how I possibly know that. Like I don't know like how <laughs> somewhere in the depths of my mind I know that Craig Hendrick attempted <laughs> a fair catch field goal is insane. That's like I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> it gets I, in I, there. I think they did that with Janikowski too when Kiffin was with the Raiders, and it was some absurd. Line. It so, was like a the one thing I can tell you about Seabass. I don't remember if he had a super long fair catch kick attempt that he missed, but he. Um, I looked up to see if the longest fair catch kick attempt was the longest field goal attempt ever attempted, and it's not. Uh, Sebastian Janikowski had a 74-yard field goal attempt at one point. Just a normal field goal attempt, not one of these. I, I, for some reason, it's so long, I qualify that in my brain. I was like, that must have been a fair catch kick. There's no <laughs> yep. way Liam Kiffin is that crazy, yep. but... Yeah, but one of my fun Packer, my favorite Packer facts, they have the first fair catch kick and the longest fair catch kick ever made. All right, let's go to the next one. 
Uh, second shiny question, same as before. Um, you're going to get a visual. Uh, I've changed one thing about it. Tell me what it is. You get the point. Justice, what do you got? Uh, it says his name is the Minister of Defense or Big Dog. Yep. I'm I'm gonna say it's Big Dog should not be included as uh, Reggie Wade's nickname. That is incorrect. That is what? one of his official nicknames per oh. the reference page. Oh, I know what it is, but I'm out. <laughs> Anybody else want to take a crack? Otherwise, I'll let Justice go again. <laughs> um, um, actually, his middle name is not Howard. It is Howard. Paul, you want one? Otherwise, I will let Justice take another hack at it. Let, I, I let Justice take a swing. All right. What do you got? Uh, this edited pro football reference page says that he was drafted fourth overall in the 1984 NFL draft. Yep. He was drafted in the supplemental. That is correct. Reggie White was taken fourth overall in the 1984 NFL supplemental draft um, behind Steve Young, a um, couple other Mike Rogier and Gary Zimmerman. So Gary Zimmerman went to... Where? I don't remember. I didn't write it in it my went notes. to the University of Oregon. Let's go down. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. The uh, the first four overall in the normal draft that year were Irving Fryer, Dean Steincooler, Carl Banks, and Kenny Jackson, who also went to the Eagles with the fourth fourth in the normal draft. So, yep, Reggie, uh, fourth overall in the weird supplemental draft. One of the strange things It would things have been great if it, like, it was like actually his PFF or Pro Football Reference adjusted value was actually 230, not 231. <laughs> That would have been just mean. Uh, we're not. Yes. We're not. We're not that vindictive here. Sh- should be able to at least have a crack at it, you know. All right, let's go to the. Oh wait, Justice, you get a point for that. That's a good pull. Supplemental draft is uh, good knowledge. I feel like. Hey man, when you have to write it up in July yep. or whatever every year, and then no one gets drafted, you, rem- <laughs> you you get reminded of that. I think knowledge the last drafted guy was like 2019 or something. So we're yeah, I think that pre-code. sounds right. All right, uh, let's do it. All right. No players have played for every team currently in the NFC North division. However, one player, Abdul Anderson, has played for the Bears, Packers, and Vikings. Seven have played for the Lions, Pack, and Bears, including Tim Boyle. Now I'm going to clear buzzers because I don't think anybody actually buzzed in there. Nobody, nobody wants a shot at this one? Oh, I got it. Okay. Abdul Anderson actually played for the Bears, Packers, and no, Bears, Lions, and Vikings. That is not correct. He did play for the Bears, Packers, and Vikings. He also played for the Atlanta Falcons for, or no, sorry, the Washington Redskins for a year. I'm thinking of Amir. So I will say, I think this is one where when you hear it, you're going to be mad at yourselves. So uh, you might want to take a crack. (laughs) All right, I'll give you a few more seconds. All right, Um, Paul, what do you got? Um, actually. There are players that have played for every team in the NFC North currently. There are not. There are not any players that have played for everybody. <laughs> Justice, you want to take one? Um, played for the Bears, Packers, Vikings. Uh, I just keep staring at NFC North division, and I'm like, this is going to like be some trick question about NFC Central. It is not like a question involving the NFC Central with Tampa yeah, Bay. I, I know, but I'm psyched out. I don't, okay. I don't have anything. <laughs> I come to you with open hands right now. Yep. All right. All right. Let's let's move on. So, uh, the the incorrect part of this one is actually that uh, Abdullah Anderson is not the only player to ever have played for the Bears, Packers, and Vikings. There's one other player, that being Jim McMahon, who who also played oh, for okay. the Packers and Vikings. 
I'm okay with getting that wrong. <laughs> I forget about him being a Viking. Like I remember him as yeah. like an eagle. Mm-hmm. He made the rounds a little bit there at the end, but yeah, he he was on the Vikings as well. He does count for your immaculate grid there. I I, I somehow get it. Amir Abdullah and Abdullah Anderson mixed up. I think that's fair. Abdullah, yeah, yeah. I remember um, Amir Abdullah quite well for no good reason whatsoever. All right, let's go to the next one, and I uh, cleared out. All right. Uh, the record for rushing touchdowns in a game by a Packer is four, held by four players, including Darcy Levens, who accomplished that feat in the famous More Points 99 game against the Cardinals in the last game of the 1994 season, two-pager. Levens would also set the team record for rushing yards in a game that day with 190, though he would eventually be passed by Amon Green twice. Uh, Andy? Um, actually, it was by Amon Green only once. So it was actually Amon Green twice. He uh, Amon Green has the top two yardage totals in a single game appreciate the guess any, any guesses um actually it's not 190 yards the the third highest is not 190 yards so that's not that that, that day he did not rush for 190 <laughs> all right we'll, we'll we'll allow that one so that is that is correct he did not rush for 190 yards that day um i would say that you could there's a uh, some specificity that could be added to increase the actually the answer just if you want to take a hack at it I'll, i may award two points on this one but paul we'll give you that that is that is correct uh the third highest rushing total in packers history is 190 yards and it's not dorsey levens so it is by dorsey levens but it's not in that game um it's a, a game that took place uh, on november 23rd of 97 against the cowboys um when he had just a monster game against kind of the end of the aikman era um and that record was the packers all-time leading uh, rushing total for quite a while until amon came around and shattered it a bunch of times but uh it was uh it was a good showing against the aikman cowboys when they had herschel walker back with emmett smith um fun fun times there he had 17 yards rushing in that game for the record. So, But uh, Paul will give you that one. That is what was wrong with this. Uh, he did not hit 140 yards rushing during more points, 99. He did score four very short touchdowns. Um, Dorsey ruled. Um, he was great. There's my points. All right. Let's see. We're actually getting somewhat close to the end of this bad boy. So, um, tightening up not. the lead. Yep. Tightening up the lead. Tighten. Andy thinks he's going to get away. All right. I know. Can, can Paul and I combine our points at some point? <laughs> I'm, I'm getting by. On, I'm getting by on technicalities tonight. Technicalities <laughs> are the way we, to. I think we all are. The way to do this are technicalities. <laughs> technicalities are key. All right. In the 1985 NFL draft, the Packers selected tackle Ken Rutgers with the seven over, seventh overall pick. Rutgers was outstanding, but also underrated while playing 12 seasons in Green Bay. Perhaps because Hall of Famers Chris Dolman, quarterback Randall Cunningham and University of Wisconsin favorite Al Toon were all drafted right after him. Not right after him, but in the vicinity. Wait, can you scroll back to the other you bet. page? Okay, so this doesn't imply that Randall Cunningham is a Hall of He's Famer. not, yeah, the only one that's implied okay. to be a Hall of Famer is Chris Dolman, and I'll tell you that Chris Dolman is a Hall of Famer, so that's not what's wrong with it. I think you need to clear the buzzer, by the way. Oh, sorry. I assume you want to buzz. <laughs> there you go. Andy. Yeah, um, um, actually, they were not all drafted after him. <laughs> That is correct. Uh, you want to take a shot at me? Right now you got the point. You want to take a shot at being more specific? Yeah, Randall Cunningham was drafted prior to him. That is not correct, though. But you got it right now. Anybody else want to try it? I might split the points on this one because process of oh, elimination gonna, will help you a lot on I'm this. I'm just going to take the cheapo and say uh, he wasn't drafted seventh overall. Uh, that is not correct. He was drafted seventh oh, overall. Paul, you want to take a crack on the specific uh, thing? 
Chris Dolman was drafted ahead of him. That is correct. Chris Dolman was drafted ahead of him. He's fourth overall. So uh, I'll give I'll give Andy and Paul each one for that. Um, but uh, I appreciate the effort. I like Andy's risk taking. It's paid off handsomely in the game so far. <laughs> the more stupid you're willing to look, the better off you're going to be. That's this is my game. <laughs> I've somehow like been the most wrong with my answers, but also <laughs> the least trigger happy about him. This damn buzzer at the same time. You are cautious. <laughs> yep. Caution can be good too, but not in this game. All right, going on to the next one. Ah, uh, I love this question. Uh, from 1987 to 1998. Whoa, clear the clear the buzzer. Clear the buzzer so Andy can ring in quickly. Um, from 1987 to 1988, the Packers kicker was Max Zendejas, a member of the Zendejas kicking family, brother to Luis and Joaquin, and cousin to Tony, the best kicker of the bunch. In a 1987 home game at Lambeau, Max missed a late PAT after a Kenneth Davis touchdown, putting Green Bay at risk of losing up ten up just 16-10 which was typical of his lack of consistency. Fortunately, the defense held on for a win, and Zendejas would be released during the 1988 season after making just 56.3% of his field goals. You go back to the first page. You bet. All right, I'm willing to look stupid. All right, Paul, you're in first. Um, Actually, it was not a Kenneth Davis touchdown. It was a Kenneth Davis touchdown. He was a Packer very briefly, and uh, in the 80s, man, man, oh, man, were there a lot of random running backs that made their way through, including... People who lost their or didn't lose their helmet in Bill Super Bowls. Um, Andy, you're next. I don't know how to phrase this, but um, actually, there was actually an Alex Zendejas somewhere in that <laughs> realm. Ah, um, there might have been, but he wasn't listed in Wikipedia or any of the bios of any of the other Zendejas. So that's not what we're mm-hmm. looking for. Um, Justice, you want to take a crack? I'm not joking here. I was going to say one of these names are wrong. One of them was Alex. So I will tell you. I don't you, know why Alex Zendejas is coming to mind. I'm gonna clear, there's no Alex Zendejas either. That's the best part I'm that gonna, I can find. Yeah, Alex Zendejas, oh, he's a soccer player. I'm going to okay. clear this out. All the Zendejas are correct. If anybody wants to take another shot, buzzers are clear. So, he plays for FC Dallas, Alex Zendejas. <laughs> so uh, how about, I'm going to, okay. It was a road game? Uh, um, it was a road game? Um, that is, that is not correct. Um, I will give I will give a clue. This is a secret gold package question. Uh, Andy, you got in. Um, actually, it was at Milwaukee County Stadium. It was at Milwaukee County Stadium. That is correct. Yes. Um, the uh, the eighties are key here. The Lam- Lambo is not the home of everyone. I was at this game too. It was actually one of the first games I went to, and it was easy because it was easy to get tickets to Milwaukee County Stadium to see the Packers play. Um, and a terrible place to see a game. Many, many fights. Um, the uh, uh, just the the benches were on the same side at uh, County Stadium, so like the players were just like two feet away from each other the whole game. <laughs> it was oh, it was just awful, awful park for that. Yeah, very bad. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else. 
and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, I got to bring the buzzer back up. I lost the buzzer. There's the buzzer. All right, on to the next one. We are getting close. This will bring us to our final shiny question. And uh, this is the one that I asked you guys to bring paper and pencil for. So um, get that out. Paul, did you <laughs> honor system on you? Got it? All right. You guys ready? Yeah, I'll write it on the back of my uh, chair holder. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to time this used. one for about a, a minute. Um, what you're going to see here are, let me get started here, uh, the nicknames, uh, it, it did not transfer, you'll be able to read it. The nicknames of Packer players officially by Pro Football Reference has to be in Pro Football Reference. Uh, write them all down, um, and the, whoever gets the most is going to get the point here. Um, and uh, we'll go about a minute, and w- while we do that, um, uh, <laughs> um, t- t- take your best guess. Uh, do check out all of our various places that we write and podcast for when you get a chance. Uh, us at Acme Packing Company, Justice and I, uh, Andy at Packaday, and uh, Paul at uh, Packerwire uh, all do excellent work, are all great places to catch up on things. And uh, I'm not going to vamp the whole time, but for people who are listening in the car, I guess I can do that too. Uh, number one here is Big Dog. Number two is Big Dog spelled differently. Number three is Diesel. Number four is Alligator. Number five is White Lightning, although it did not transfer to this PowerPoint well. Number six is Toolbox. Number seven is The Horse. Number eight is Free. And number nine is Olive. So you guys got about 20 seconds left here on my watch timer. And... Uh, We'll see what people can manage to do. Silence is golden. All right. And all right. Pencils down. And you're at the top of my screen. Why don't you go first? Oh, great. Uh, Well, big dog we learned earlier was Reggie White, I believe. So which one? The first big dog, B-I-D-D-O-G. So that's okay. Do them all. But (laughs) huh. Uh, number two, big dog, Mercedes Lewis. No idea on diesel. No idea on alligator, but I went with Al Toon since it starts with Al. Five white lightning. I don't know if it was Travis Jervy or Jeff Janis, but I went with Jeff Janis. I could be wrong on both. Six, toolbox, Ed West. The horse, seven, Dorsey Levins. Free is Antonio Freeman, and I have no idea on Olive. All right. I'll read them all at the end. So, um, and I should have I should have paid closer attention. You threw me on one of those. I'm going to double check one and two really quick. But, uh, Paul, you want to go second while I... Yep. So, uh, first big dog, Mercedes, second big dog, Reggie, um, diesel, Mike Daniels, um, didn't have four, five, Jordy Nelson. And then six, seven, I did not have eight Antonio Freeman. And then nine, I didn't have. Okay. Yeah, and Mercedes is Big Dog D-O-G. Reggie is D-A-W-G. So, you, Paul, you had that right. I think Andy had it backwards. Uh, Justice, what do you got? Well, I got the uh, the Big Dogs wrong, so that's not going to help me out. I got the <laughs> Reggie White Mercedes mixed up. Um, three Diesel. I said 80 Lacey. I just thought Big Guy. I, I definitely got that wrong. It's definitely Mike Daniels. <laughs> um, five White Lightning. I put Jordy just because 
I don't know, man. Like the nicknames are so weird on that site. I could see someone just calling Jordy White Lightning, even though he was like never called that in Green Bay. And then eight, I got Antonio Freeman for okay. free. So I'm gonna lose. So um I think Paul got it, but I gotta double check Andy's because I stopped paying attention after he, he he did the big dogs backwards. <laughs> um so number one is Mercedes Lewis. Big dog DOG is Mercedes Lewis. Uh big dog for no good reason is Reggie White. I don't know why anybody ever called him that, but the reference sites are are a mystery. Um, Diesel is Mike Daniels. Uh, Paul got that one right. Um, Alligator is Tony Bennett for reasons known only to the pro reference editors. White Lightning is Jordy Nelson. And uh, I think the most shocking thing about pro, pro, pro football reference is if you type in White Lightning, he's the only one. I figured there'd be like 27 White what? Lightnings. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Um, it's truly bizarre because um, that's not the case with all these nicknames. So Toolbox is Ed West, as you guys got, uh, most of you. Uh, the Horse is, uh, you, you actually had a choice of three for The Horse. Uh, Dorsey Levins is The Horse. Also Harry Sh and Harry Matos, which I learned when I put those in and double-checked them. All those guys were Packers at some point for some reason. Um, free is Antonio Freeman, as everybody got. And then uh, Olive is Elijah Pitts, going going back a ways. But uh, the Pitts made the, made the name there. So... Um, uh, How many did you get? You got five, right, Paul? Uh, yeah, I got five. Stupid Reggie White. <laughs> Mercedes. Yeah, Justice, you were slightly under five, were you not? I had two. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I had the easy two. So, All right, so Paul's going to get that point, pulling himself to within two. Um, all right. Close Why game. would they spell dog D-A-W-G back in the day for Reggie White? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no idea. It's it's. I mean, whoever called him anything but the Minister of Defense, it, um, <laughs> ridiculous. One of my favorite Matub things he does is bully them into putting nicknames on people successfully. Sometimes, all right. Let's go on to the next question. And I got I think our buzzers cleared. Buzzers are cleared. There we go. All right. There are nine active Packers with at least one interception as a member of the team. Uh, J.R. Alexander and Razul Douglas lead the way with 10, followed by Nar Darnell Savage with 9, and linebacker Devondre Campbell with 4. That is Andy in immediately. Uh, Darnell Savage does not have 9 interceptions. Uh, yes, he does. That is cool. Paul, what do you got? Uh, that was mine. Um, um, actually, uh, Devondre Campbell does not have 4. He does have 4. Um, Justice, what do you got? I'm pretty confident. So if I swing and I miss on this one, can I bet all my points? <laughs> on, on this? Uh, Rudy Ford has multiple interceptions. As a so Justice, player. you are correct. Oh. Uh, Rudy Ford has five interceptions. He has more than Devondre Campbell does, and he is left off the list. That is that is correct. Uh, that is the problem with this one. And so you get that one. F figure I kind of teed that Justice one up points for you, are man. Andy points right now, so that's fine by me. <laughs> I'm just playing defense against both of them. <laughs> yep. All right. On to the next one. And this is the last question. This is the super question. All right. So last question of the day. Uh, one of the most important plays of the 20... It's multiple screens. One of the most important plays of the 2010 Super Bowl came on Clay Matthews' huge hit on Richard Mendenhall at the start of the fourth quarter, which forced a fumble that was recovered by Desmond Bishop. It's a good thing this happened. Uh, as a few plays directly before, or it was a disaster for the pack. On third and 10 on the previous drive, Rodgers hit Brett Swain with a would, what would have been a first down. However, Swain was ruled to have never had control. The pass was ruled incomplete. On the ensuing punt, Jerry, Jeremy Capinos boomed a huge 57-yarder, but it was called back due to a little-used special teams linebacker named Deral Briggs. 
heading downfield too early. Capano shanked the retry at 32 yards, setting up the Steelers at the Green Bay 41. Mendenhall would gain eight on the ground before the fumble that turned the Super Bowl. Buzz. Oh, did I not clear him? Okay, sorry. My fault. Andy, what do you got? Man, there's like a billion things here, and I thought I knew it at the beginning. <laughs> That's but why it's I don't a super question. So uh, he didn't. Can you go to the very end again? The end, sure. This one. He didn't gain eight yards before so fumbling. Let's be. I, I'm going to let you take a second one on this one. The play before was the Richard Mendenhall running play where he did gain eight yards. Uh, he was, oh, okay. Yeah. So fair, right, fair points. Not my, precise I enough. Clear my buzz because yeah, <laughs> he got hit behind the line of scrimmage on the play. Yeah. You may still buzz because that was unclear. That's not what we're going for here. There's, there's so in, so in this. I'm trying to read the question again. I'll start from the, the beginning. The special teams linebacker breaks. Yeah, is is he identified as a Packer in this? Yes. No, that's wrong. It, it, I, it, hey, actually, <laughs> I forget what the words are. Brit, there's no way to he was a Packer. Briggs, right? Was he? Uh, uh, Justice, he was a Packer, and he did commit this penalty in the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, he was a Packer in the Super Bowl team. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember this. <laughs> what? Paul, what do you got? I could be very much misremembering. I'm probably misremembering. But if, if Jeremy Kapanos wasn't the punter, was he? Paul, that is correct. Jeremy, Jeremy Kapanos was not the punter in the Super Bowl. Tim, was it Mastay? It was Mastay. Tim Mastay was the punter in the Super Bowl. So uh, you are going to get that one on the Super Question. That is going to bring the total. Uh, uh, hard fought, very close. Um, good rally by Paul at the end, but uh, that'll that will do it for the game. And uh, Andy with six uh, is going to hold off Paul with five and Justice with three. So um, good work all around, Andy. Outstanding job, Paul. Good rally too, and good good get on Capanos and Mas Day too. Um, I I feel bad. I feel like I, I intentionally threw off Justice by including Darrell Briggs in that, but like it's <laughs> he just played for three teams that year. It's one of the things about the Super Bowl that I've always found the most insane is that that guy got on the field for it and almost ruined the Super Bowl for us. <laughs> yeah, so he must have been so the the way my brain reverted was there was no way that that guy was on any of the Madden teams I used to play. So I knew <laughs> I wouldn't know the guys who were on the Madden teams, but he was signed in October. Yeah, he was an in-season addition, I was going to say. So that's why he wouldn't have been on those rosters. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I mean, I, I I shoot that one every time. I make that <laughs> shot. That's a good shot. There was a ton of linebackers. Wasn't, it wasn't Walden and Zombo picked up mid-season on that team too? I'm pretty sure they were. I'm Howard almost Green certainly was. Walden was. Yeah. Howard Green was the big one, right? Yeah. Howard Green, obviously, yeah. I feel like to have a Super Bowl, they have to get a run stopper midseason. That's just how. Okay, that really, really quick, really quick. I have to ask. Yeah. What's everyone's favorite play from the Super Bowl? Um, I have a very specific one. I, I, I still like the uh, the Jennings like uh, over the middle throw is so good. But I actually think uh, my favorite like uh, one play is not quite right, but. Uh, the way Tremont Williams played on the last Steeler drive, kind of across the board, basically getting targeted at least two times, maybe all three times, and just completely denying whichever receiver he was on. Uh, that one that always kind of sticks with me is him being like the most underrated guy on that team. So, but uh, offensively, I love the Jennings catch uh, over the middle, just great. Rattle. Yeah, that was going to be my pick as well. The Jennings over the middle, just a <laughs> beautiful throw. Justice. Nick Collins pick. 
Nick Collins pick. I just like that he, you know, got to have that moment. Yeah, that that's stuff, good too. Right? Yeah, considering how yeah. his career panned out. All all phenomenal choices, and mine will not be the standout to most people. Jarrett freaking Bush getting an interception in the Super Bowl after being like the guy that everyone threw under the bus forever. And it's just also like a microcosm of the season where everyone and their mom got hurt that year. And it was next guy up the entire time. Freaking Charles Woodson goes down and Jarrett Mm -hmm. Bush has to play in his place. And he freaking picks off Ben Roethlisberger (laughs) in the Super Bowl in a huge play in that game. That is like one of my all time favorite Packer memories, because I just love when like guys who get thrown under the bus by like everyone forever, like, and he comes up with that in that moment, like get out of here. That was amazing. That's a good call. I love Jared Bush too. I feel like he was a a really, really good, like hustle guy, try hard guy who I feel he read Oren Burks always reminds me of Jared Bush a little bit where uh, I feel like he has everything. Like he's great athlete and he's super smart. And it's just like he almost overthinks things a little bit, but he can be in in moments like really, really clever on the field too. getting that a little bit with Oren this year. So, yeah, I like it. All right. Well, that will that will do it for us here. Um, And I hope everybody enjoyed this. Thank you all for playing. You did great. Uh, Sorry for the few technical miscues, but uh, I I appreciate everybody jumping on and giving this a shot. So uh, thanks all. Congrats, Andy. And maybe we'll do it again sometime. Alex and Dayhouse. Thank you.